0: And then you got this mysterious thing where this group starts out at 20, then it multiplies to 4,000. Now it's over 7,000 people who are in the Honduras who just all of a sudden, after Clear Blue, they come up with this idea: Yeah, let's 4,000 of us just get up and walk 2,000 miles to another country. And um, and so that group is headed here. They're already halfway here. <laughs> The Mexicans tried to stop them. And they plowed right through them and they said they're coming into the United States by force. And um, CNN just lying about everything, saying that there are no men in here. You know, and 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 on CNN they said that, here's the, the, the ticker President Trump, and then in parentheses, without any proof, said that there are Al Qaeda operatives and ISIS operatives and MS-13 mingled in the group. Now, can I ask you a question? My first question is, where is your proof that the president of the United States has no proof? This is a very this the media boy and they foolishness. Y'all, let me ask you something. OK, let's pretend like I'm the president of the United States. Let me tell you what I would do. Four thousand people headed here by force. Now it's seven thousand. All right. Find some people in the United States in the military of Honduras and Mexican descent. OK, plant them into the group and let them do some intelligence. United States are bad boys, folk. Now, we're going to plant them in there and let them just mingle in with the group. OK, because the group is growing. It's now it's over seven thousand mingling with the group and let's investigate and see who's in the group. Then they come back and say, based on what we have found, this is what we think is in the group. As the president of the United States, I'm not getting ready to call y'all on the bad phone and let y'all know what I'm doing. Y'all you know, see what I'm saying, what I'm saying? It's called intelligence for a reason, you all. C-I-A, <laughs> Central Intelligence Agency. Covert, undercover. So we can find out what's really going on. This is the deep part, a second group has started. So now our second group is getting ready to head here. That group started at, was it 2,000? 200, 200 okay, started at 200. And so so whatever this is, which I have not, you know, it's in three camps. This is either straight Lucifer (laughs) or this is God. Or is Lucifer and God is going to twist it, whatever it is, I saw the end of it and I saw gunfire. That's what made me uncomfortable. And Donald Trump, which I 150% agree with his decision, he said, Mexico, if y'all can't stop it, he said, I'm not calling the National Guard, I'm calling the military. You don't let 7,000 people just walk in your country by folk by force, folk. There's some foolishness with that. Now, if of course, you always got people who said, Oh, just let them come on in. Let me ask y'all a question. I know how I think. If I lived in California and I moved to Atlanta, And I had a phone call and all 30 of my relatives that still live in California said, hey, dog, we heard that you moved into a big house. So we all coming to live with you. How many know by the time they got there, I would have been in an apartment. <laughs> How many of y'all will accept that? Nobody would accept that in their right mind. OK, so to let 7000 people. And, and, and you know, like my wife said, who is paying these folks? F- and that's, that's what's really going on, folks. I'm sorry, four thousand people don't decide to walk two thousand miles. Who is feeding these people? Who is giving them water? Where is it coming from? This is not like a marathon, like Kevin's wife, you know, and she runs, and they got people on the side of the road cheering, her, cheering you on, giving you water bottles. No, somebody came up with this idea. Okay, so we're not in the clear yet. Um, so I'm gonna teach a lesson. I'm gonna plow right through this because if I don't, I'll get off. Any one of these points I can get off on the sidetrack and we gone say because the Lord is calling us um, to walk in an extremely high level. Then we not. This church is not going to the next level. We're going to the final level. How about that? OK. And really, it's the level that Jesus, you know, it's funny. Jesus taught the top level and then the church started operating at that level and then it died down over a period of time. And so the church about is going to the next level is just inching their way back up to the level that you were never supposed to drop from. Mark twelve twenty eight. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there. By the way, I have a title. I don't know what the title is. Maybe you can call it sandwiched. Maybe a rock in between two hard places. I don't know. Just come up with a title. We'll see which one is best and we'll give it to Jamal and them. OK, Mark 12, 28, because when and I know I just messed up my title again, you know, and my speech again, I interrupted myself for the third time. Never mind, let's really read. Matthew, Mark twelve, twenty-eight. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, number one, with all your soul, number two, and with all your mind and with all your strength. He's actually telling you to minister and worship the Lord and love the Lord from your triune nature spirit soul body spirit is the real you you have a soul which is the mind winning the emotions feelings reasoning intellect and you live in a physical body okay, which is what you get your physical strength from he said uh, you must love the lord from all three realms and then he said the second is equally important love your neighbor as yourself no other commandment is greater than these so there is no other greater commandment in the Bible. If there is no other greater commandment, I think it would behoove us to teach on love a lot. Would you? Matthew 22, 34 through 40. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap Jesus with this question. Teacher. Which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, the real you, all your soul, mind with emotions, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Okay. Love God with all of your strength, which most people don't do. And love your neighbor the same way you want to be loved. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. Not a few. But the gateway to life is very important. I'm sorry. The gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. You know what, I thought this, I'm gonna just do a little commercial break for a second. I thought this was good. Let me see if I can find this right here. Mm, I hope I can find it. I'm good for erasing stuff. This was, is this was a good statement. I just want to do this little plug. I don't know why. I hope I'm not out of order. I just thought this was, a, yeah, this was a nice little commercial break. Somebody sent this to me. Thank you, Moses. I appreciate it. This is a tweet by Mary Lee, our Christian pastor. He said, heaven has a wall a gate, and a strict immigration policy. But hell has no open borders. I'm gonna Read that again. Heaven has a wall, a gate, and a strict immigration policy. Hell has open borders. And then he put let that sink in. That was a commercial. Back to the regular tune scheduled broadcast. Told y'all with that whole situation, people getting upset because the president want to build a wall. Why? All the kings in the Old Testament built a wall. It's First thing that they, they did. Jesus talks all. I mean, I mean, Satan couldn't get to Job because he said it's a wall. He said it's a spiritual wall, but we still can't get to him. It's not a negative thing. Again, if you don't believe in walls, just keep your front door open. All the people that's talking to Jin Yang ain't gonna do the same thing. Somebody, if you're from Detroit, man. You had a door. You had another door, and then you had bars. You had such bars, it was a fire, you might not get out. I'm serious. they off the chain in Detroit. I can't remember one of the members of Detroit, went back to Detroit, sent me a picture. He said, look at this foolishness. He was in the Home Depot, I think it was your husband, in the Home Depot parking lot. And they stole his tires right in the parking lot in broad daylight. They have the chain in the D. Okay. So, you can inter- so, so one of the things that Jesus said is, he said, there's very few that's going to end up doing what they're supposed to do. I like to paraphrase it. Okay. So there are a lot of people, and a lot of, and, and we won't talk about the unbelievers. We're going to talk about the Christians. There are a lot of Christians that are dealing with frustration and depression and concern, and I just don't have this, and I'm just, and just really, really messed up. And and, and I, I'm going to answer that question today. Ask the reason why, and be very, very, very blunt. This is going to answer all of us. Y'all ready for a great teaching? All right. First Thessalonians five twenty three. I'm going to push right through it because I cannot get on side stuff. Just me pushing through it is revelation enough. Now, may the God of peace make you holy in every way. May your whole spirit, number one, and soul, number two, and body be kept blameless until the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. So the goal and the standard is when you stand before God, they won't be able to blame you for anything. (laughs) I'm trying to get there. How about you? I'm trying to get there. I have these two microphone stands to represent the triune being. You can put that up there. Um, So it says, we pray that your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless. Tribark being is a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a physical body. Definition of spirit is pneuma. I'm just keeping it simple. Greek, which means the breath of God. God breathes into you and now you become or he breathes out and you become another version of him then you have the soul now you are a spirit but you have a soul the soul the greek word is psyche the greek word for spirit is pneuma i just realized people are listening the greek word for spirit is pneuma it means the breath of god that's the real you the greek word for soul is psyche uh, the seat of the feelings desires the affections the reasoning that's where all of that comes from and then you have the body the greek word for body literally means serving a slave that's all it means okay So you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a physical body. So I have these two microphones up here. The microphone to my left represents the body, the microphone to my right represents the spirit, and I will represent the soul, which is a cool example, because with me representing the soul, the soul is the one that flip flops. It's the one that actually has the movement. The body will never change what it's connected to, and the spirit will never change what it's connected to. They are rock solid. Which one you give your attention to will determine which decisions you make and which results you get from which realm. So, tripart being, I am a spirit, I have a soul, which is the mind, will, emotions, feelings, and reason, and I live in a body. Okay, so listen to this very carefully. The body feeds the soul, okay, by giving it everything it needs to make factual decisions that are common sense and reasonable based on the natural environment that the body lives in okay so your soul which is the mind the intellect the will the emotions the decision maker how you feel how you compute how you reason whether or not something is good or bad common sense or terrible the information comes from the body and it feeds the soul through five different methods which are the senses seeing hearing smelling tasting and touching. Okay, God designed it that way. Okay, so when you look at something, it feeds you. When you look at an individual, watch this. I give you an example, and it does this, and, and, it, and it locks it in. So when you look like, when you look at somebody that's dressed like a thug, your eyes tell your soul this guy's dangerous. When you look at a guy with your eyes in a business suit and a briefcase, your eyes tell your soul this guy's probably important and smart and has a lot of money. How many know the opposite is many a times? true but so that's what the eyes it feeds and it has a voice the eyes are talking to your soul your ears are talking to your soul your taste is talking to your soul your smelling is talking to your soul and your touch is talking to your soul so through the eyes the ears touching smelling and tasting there it is okay Uh, now here's the problem this was okay when the world was perfect Before Adam sinned, that was OK, because planet Earth was nothing but a shadow. The Bible calls planet Earth a shadow. It was a shadow of the real thing. So it was glorious, but not as glorious as heaven. But it was perfect like heaven was. So because everything was perfect, it was OK that your eyes, your ears and your touch and your smell and your taste fed the intellect with knowledge. Because everything that it was feeding you was from a perfect realm. Y'all got me so far. When Adam sins. That realm became very perverted. We'll look at the scripture Romans 8, 20 through 21. It says against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. In other words, creation is waiting for the day that it will get born again. Okay. And so because Adam messed up and everything changed, the Bible says the entire kingdom of God is within you. When Adam and Eve were on this planet, God placed everything within him. Now, this was a separate domain. He gave him authority over this main and then put everything in that domain on the inside of him. So when he messed up, everything changed. What the world that you see around you right now is not even close to the world that was not even close. Your human bodies looked different. Your hair texture was different. Your eyes were different. The Bible says that they were naked and not ashamed because even the 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 aura there was an aura that was around them. Tigers did not have fangs. Um, um, skunks did not spray a nasty spray because of, of fear. They were smelling. They were spraying perfume around the garden. Mosquitoes did not bite. Some of the animals that exist and particularly bugs have morphed into creatures that will not look the way that they. they that, I'm sorry. I'm going too fast in my mind. Many of the creatures you see today do not look like the way that they looked back in the day. For example, for the fact that most, if not all of the animals talked, this is the reason why Eve didn't think it was strange that a snake was talking to her. See, so everything went into what you call a default mode. Everything operated at 100 percent. And then it dropped down to 10. Literally. And so now the education that his soul is getting is completely different than what God ever intended him. I mean, all you gotta do is whatever, take everything on the planet that would disappear if sin disappears. Ladies, all your beauty care products disappear. There is no makeup, there is no lipstick. There are no enhancements for the hair. There is no working out. Nobody needs to work it out. Everybody's in perfect shape. I mean, there. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? All of the grocery stores just dis- disappeared. Firemen disappeared. The police officers, the military, the government, the bi- the banking system. There are no cars. All of your clothes are completely different. Every almost every single thing that you see here on this planet disappears. If you get rid of sin. it, that's why the Bible says don't be conformed to the world, because you're looking at a world that was never supposed to be here. So when you give your life to Christ, your spirit is made new. You become connected to heaven. You become one with Christ. Your spirit tries to feed your soul information the same way the body does, but feeds the soul with truth from heaven and not facts from planet Earth. So here we go. Here's the body to my left. Here's the spirit to the right. And the soul is in the middle. The earth, I mean, I'm sorry, the body is connected to planet Earth. Everything sinful, everything perverted. Everything God never intended you to see, hear, feel, touch, or smell. The spirit, being born again, is connected to heaven. Now, it's trying to feed you all of the information from heaven. The problem is you give the spirit man no time. Y'all got me so far? You'll start getting this as we go along. So now, this is the reason why you have Romans chapter 7, verse 18. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature, the body. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within my body. Oh, what a miserable person I am who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death. People stop right there. and Don't go to the next verse. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. Why? The earth is connected. To, the body is connected to planet Earth. And it's always feeding you information. I mean, think y'all. In the course of the day. Almost 100% of what you see, even if it's good, is still a form of perversion. Because you're never supposed to see trash. Y'all, I got to get a little bit gross. You were never supposed to have to go to the bathroom. Because in the beginning, there was no waste. Your body consumed everything. It's deep. Oh, you know I can go deep. You know, y'all trying to pull me out here. I'm going to come on back. Okay. so your Earth is connected to a perverted system and so you hear stuff you're not supposed to hear you watch this every time you hear a negative word on television you yourself say it somebody at work whatever you were never supposed to hear that and it feeds you a diet that's terrible for your being That's just words i mean by the time you music television co-workers billboards even when you see a billboard you glance at it but your eyes fed you your information subconsciously that's why you can remember certain things at certain points from the past okay but your spirit is connected to heaven the invisible realm and so your spirit is trying to feed you another level of information so you can make different decisions and feel different and think different But we're not giving it any time. So as a result of it, this is the reason why so many uh, Christians are confused and frustrated is because there's a war going on within you and you're not giving the winning side enough ammunition to win. Romans eight, five through eight. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are. Notice it didn't say you were heathen. It says those who are dominated by the body. Think about sinful things. But those who are dominated by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile towards God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. Constant. It's never going to change. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Now, remember, what is the body called a slave? That's why Paul said, that's why I beat my body into subjection, because it's not going to do it on its own. I know I'm I, somebody going to simulate. Like, How dare you speak? You know, we I was a we was slaves and you'd be surprised, folks. OK, so let me give you some information. Your eyes right now. I mean, this is going to sound strange. When I look across this audience, the light is wrong. The chairs are wrong. You do not look the way you are supposed to look. So my eyes are feeding my soul because my eyes are the body. the The eyes of the body are feeding my soul information constantly. The ears of my body are feeding my soul information constantly. This is the and because it's wicked. That's why it always wants to hear gossip over truth. The ears always want to feed you gossip. Okay, this is the reason why your taste buds always want to make you eat stuff. That's not good for you. Okay. As a Russian cosmonaut said on the movie Armageddon, don't be touching anything. That's why you always want to touch stuff. You have no business touching. And and, and let me give you an example. What do you mean? I haven't touched anything. No. Every time you go on the Internet and you go on an area that you're not supposed to go on, that's touching. Mm, 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 mm. Every time you flip through a channel. Oh, Lord. uh. Okay. so so the reason for your frustration is, is that you allow your body to take all of the time. So we get up. We don't have to spend time with God. So we don't allow the spirit to connect to the other realm. We get in the car and we don't pray and we listen to stupid stuff, maybe on the radio. or We gossiping or talking about stuff. So all of that is feeding you and you get to work. I many no, that's a whole experience by itself working around people for eight hours. It's crazy. And they feed you information, all that type of stuff. And sometimes we join them in the conversation. This is all feeding you, all feeding you, all feeding your soul. Then you get off work. You may go to the gym, you may go to the grocery store and and your taste buds and your smell buds are leading you to put stuff in the grocery basket y'all know that battle how many uh, uh, for me it's uh sister patty's pies i usually end up grabbing one by the time i end up out of the walmart and i'm grabbing one okay it's your, your body is always trying to feed your soul stuff that's going to clog you up hey okay. spirit man know is connected to another source I'm gonna run through a few scriptures and show you that you have two sets of everything here you have another set of eyes I just realized I didn't take that wooden thing up I'm sorry second Kings 6 15 through 17 it says when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside now we're talking about your spirit now I many know? Your physical body has eyes, ears, taste buds, smell buds. I know that I call that. That's just me coming up with a word again in a phrase. Smell buds and you can touch stuff. How many would agree? And that's how it feeds you your education on the physical realm. If he looks good, he must be good. If he sounds good, he told me that he loves me. So it must be true because that's what I want to hear. Okay. The salesman said, I'm going to have a better life if I get this car that I really can't afford. And my spirit is telling me not to buy it. But my has said, you'll feel much more important if you get it. See the education. And so, so your, your body is always feeding. Always remember this. Your body feeds you nothing but death. And it's worn against the spirit that's already weak because we give no time for the spirit to connect to another source to show us what is the truth. Because the body is always going to feed you facts. And the spirit is always going to feed you truth. So it is a fact that she's a nice girl. It is a fact that she's pretty. It is a fact that she goes to church. But the truth is that this girl is going to ruin you in six years. And because you have no connection to the other realm, if you have not allowed it to spend time to feed you a new source of information, then you just go with the facts. So you look at your bank account. Yeah, it is a fact that you got two dollars and 50 cents in your bank account. Because when you, when you looked at it, your eyes told you that was the truth. But the truth says, if you could co- connect to another source, the Lord might show you and might give you an instruction to tell you to wait. Do this, do this, do that. Some of y'all got many miracles in that regard. Y'all know what I'm saying? It is a fact that you are single. But the truth is, maybe you might be married in a year. Hallelujah. But what happens is, is that if you dwell on the fact that I am single, okay, then what your body will tell you through those five senses is you're single. So you're going to have to lower your standard to get a man. So it is a fact. That the devil is turning out men in Atlanta like it's an assembly line, turning them homosexual. So 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 when you, so when you see this on television and when you see it in an article and you hear it on the radio and you hear this, your body, because it's only going to feed you facts on this realm but it's more than one realm. It feeds you this information, so that's what you do. You get frustrated and say, well, you know what? Since all of the men are turned homosexual, I got to settle. I need to go ahead and turn to a lady, or I'm never going to get married. When the truth is, like my wife says, you didn't need all of them 500 homosexual men. You just need one straight one. So that's, y'all, I'm, I'm trying to hold back a little bit. You can tell, because I could go there with either one of these. But you have another set of eyes. Jesus, this is good. It says in 2 Kings six fifteen through 17, when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elijah. Elijah said, don't be afraid, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elijah prayed, Lord, Open up his other set of eyes that's connected to heaven and let him see because he's blind. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elijah was filled with horses, chairs of fire. Two men in the same scenario, one being fed information from his body, the other one being fed information from his spirit. Two men in the same scenario. One, he looked at the army and his eyes told him. This is your demise. Another guy looked at the army and his spirit told him, this is your victory. One looking at facts and the other one looking at truth. It was a fact that it was an army that was sent there to actually bring them back and destroy them. But the truth, see, the facts are connected to planet Earth, which is subject to change. Truth never changes. The truth is, you know, no weapon formed against you prosper. And the prophet saw that. So you have another set of eyes. Your lack of time with God causes your spiritual eyes to go dim and be blind. And so your frustration comes from not spending enough time with God to have your spiritual eyes open so you can see the unseeable. So that you can see what is really going on in your situation and then get a different answer. And then your behavior is different because one guy thought he was about to die. another guy was just sitting there eating popcorn like, no, we ain't about to die. Because what I can see, what you can't see is that it's a whole bigger army that's greater than them. You go read the rest of the story, by the way. It's a funny story. You have another set of ears. Ezekiel 2, 2, amplified. And the spirit entered me when he spoke to me, set me upon my feet, and I heard. I'm going to read it again. And the spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me upon my feet. That phrase, set me upon my feet, means that you were downtrodden, and now you can stand up proud because the Lord has turned your situation around. Okay? When you spend when you spend time in the word, the spirit enters you and sets you upon my feet. And as a result of you spending time in the word, now you can hear. Revelation 1:10. It was the Lord's day, and I was worshiping in the spirit, and suddenly I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet blast. But he wouldn't have heard the voice if he wasn't in the spirit. So, my question is, how many instructions have you not heard because you don't spend time with the Spirit? Is it possible that your lack of time with the Holy Ghost, your lack of time with the Word, your lack of time with your Heavenly Father has caused you to not hear things that would have caused you to be out six years ago? Yes. So you depart, I've shared this with you before. It's worth repeating. He said, He's talking to the Lord, and the Lord said, Yeah, when you were the pastor of the church, he said, Stop. What do you mean, when I was the pastor? He said, You weren't in the Spirit, and therefore you did not hear. When i made the assistant the pastor (laughs) oh lord acts 13 2 one day as the men were worshiping the lord and fasting because they in the spirit what the holy ghost said he started passing out destinies appoint barnabas and saul for the special work to which i have called them why because they was in the spirit because they were in the spirit it blinded the natural eye and opened up the spiritual one. And because they were in the spirit, they heard, Y'all are not even supposed to be here. I got a destiny for you in another place. Oh Lord, I shudder to think how many people might be working on a job they're not supposed to be working on right now because you weren't in the spirit, therefore you did not hear. You basing it on facts, which is where well, I got a degree. Yeah, but were you even supposed to go to school in that particular arena? I was standing in the hallway one time. This is early on when the church. Oh, Jesus. I was standing in the hallway one time when the church first started and it was a lady. I was out there buttering me up. Oh, she was just telling me how good I was. And oh, I was anointed and I was appointed. And I was fourth part of the Trinity and 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 just all of that type of stuff. And guess what? See what? What is it? Your eyes are looking at the woman and your ears ears are hearing the accolades accolades. And so you actually believe this is the truth. This is no exaggeration. While she's talking, this is what the Holy Ghost is doing. Wah, 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 wah. Manipulation, manipulation, manipulation. In an audible voice. You know why? Because I was in the spirit. If I had been in the natural, I would. Please tell me how good I feel, how good I am. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a new preacher and I need some I need some I need some encouragement. Mm hmm. That very woman called another member of our church and told her over the phone, Pastor Ulf is a nice guy, but you'll never be able to fulfill the will of God for your life underneath his ministry. And then she became, she got battled. She started battling. She heard something in planet Earth. She prayed and the only Ghost said, don't do it. Husband showed up three years later. Got married a few months ago. I was in the spirit. You have, you have another set of spiritual eyes. When the Bible says you are connected to the kingdom of God, it's because you're supposed to live from that place. That's why Jesus didn't do something strange every once in a while. He lived that way. Dude, you ain't supposed to walk on water when you can catch a boat. You're not supposed to multiply fish and loaves when the people were with you for three days. That was their decision. They could have easily went to a restaurant on the first day when they were hungry. They out there for three days. And then one of the scenarios the disciples had enough money to buy food for 20,000 people. Because they said to the Lord, they said, you want us to go back and get bread for all these people? He said, no, we can just do something supernatural. When you live from a different place, you have the money to pay your taxes. But the, but because your spirit is connected to heaven, heaven shows you where to go get the money for the taxes, even though you already got the money. See, see, your, your earthly education tells you that because you got the two thousand dollars in the bank, you're supposed to spend it. Because your eyes and your ears are educated on this system. That's called common sense and reasoning. That's all the body knows is common sense and reasoning and the kingdom of God doesn't do anything by reason or common sense because anything is possible. And since anything is possible, nothing is common. Jesus, I'm just trying to play a little bit. I uh, had a minister friend of mine years ago. This was in Atlanta and. um, Long story short, the church was like two and a half hours away from where he lived. How many know when the church is two and a half hours away from where you live and you work for the church? Then, how many know your eyes and your touch and your hearing tell you, "Ooh, no, brother, based on facts, facts say you need to move closer. Facts say, hey, man, you got to drive two and a half hours just to get there, two and a half hours just to get back. You tired before you even start. Facts say, hey, man, do you see how much gas you're spending just in a day? Facts say, do you see how much time you waste in driving? Facts say, this is Atlanta, fool. You better move right by the church. So based on what his body was feeding him in this realm, he decided to move. But he started praying, and because he was in the spirit, he heard, stay put. That's a very unreasonable request. Long story short, three years later, the church moved an hour close to where he lived. You see what the holy spirit was doing so he started getting ready to move again holy spirit said don't do it and then, something like two three years later because this church moves a lot two three years later the church moved 10 minutes from his house so the the earthly common sense information which seemed right would you agree it seemed right move closer to the church but the but remember the earthly information is always feeding you something that's going to get you in trouble he would have went through all that effort all of that money all of that time to be in the same position that he was trying to get out of but because he was in the spirit he heard don't move An unreasonable definitely crazy request. what you do know what you mean don't move lord don't you know like he don't know nothing lord don't you know i'm spinning up all my gas i got this great big old suv i'm going through fifty dollars a day don't you know i could be doing this don't you know i could use my time more wisely and with them because of the truth they don't feel like they need to give you an explanation when it's a lie you got to come up with all of these reasons why to do it You have another set of taste buds. One of the words in the scripture you can tell is called discernment. We're going to look at the same passage from two different versions. Job 630. Here's your taste buds. Is there iniquity in my tongue? Cannot my taste discern perverse things? Job 60 verse 30 and amplified. Is there a wrong on my tongue? Cannot my taste discern what is destructive? So your natural taste says, ooh, this tastes good going in. Ooh, this tastes bad going in. Ooh, but your spiritual tongue is supposed to discern, ooh, this tastes good coming out. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So 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 the saying is, is that as long as you are a carnal individual and you get your information off the planet Earth because you're not connected to heaven, you have no ability to taste the words that are coming out of your mouth to determine if they're good or bad. Can't you taste that what you're saying is not good? That's spiritual taste. So you have another set of I'm just going to just kind of brushstroking these. That's why some of y'all might shout on this one. That's why Psalm 34 says what? Verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Ezekiel 44:23, 23, King James. And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane, cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. The same way that when food goes in, ooh, I love the way this tastes, so you keep on eating it. Ooh, I can't stand this. So you don't ever wanna see it again. It's the same way that the words that are coming out of your mouth, you're supposed to be able to discern the same thing. Ooh, what I said was nasty. I bet not never say that again. And watch this, it's really easy to determine it. Whatever you say about yourself that God did not say is always something that tastes nasty. I sound like a kid. You have another set of smell. Amos 5, 21 through 24, Amplified. I hate and I despise your feast and I will not smell a savor or take delight in your solemn assemblies. In other words, every church service has a smell to it. So if you're wondering why, yes, I said I ain't going to talk about churches, I'm going to give a slight rebuke. So if you're wondering why the presence of God is not in churches, it's because at, if you were at the house and you were sitting in another room and, and you smell smelled something bad coming out the kitchen, you don't investigate. What do you do? You holler. Hey, what y'all doing in there? What's that nasty smell? You don't investigate. You just ask a question. But if it smells good, what do you do? Your nose makes you get up out your seat to go investigate what is going on up in here so that you can experience and see if what you smelled is true. So every church service has a smell. So the ones that smell good, that's why God comes down in this place, because he likes to smell. I'm just being light, okay? I know these two right here are going to be like, that was some wrong dog teacher right there. (laughs) Yeah. But the church not knowing this is the reason why she's so lame. Smell. every church service has a smell and that that teacher that the smell part is really deep okay it says though you offer me your burnt offerings and your cereal offerings i will not accept them because they smell funny if you give wrong it smells wrong neither will i look upon the peace or think offerings of your fatted beast god I don't care not about your little two dollars and fifty cents I had a lady call me today. She said, Yeah, well, since they didn't hit the lottery last night, now I'm asking what was next. Y'all be cracking me up. I told my wife, You know what's crazy, you all? Is that people feel the need to play the lottery when it gets really, really big. That in and of itself tells you that's carnal. The lottery is always around 100 million, 200 million. Me and my wife pass by the billboard all the time on the freeway, and I just point every time. I do it with Devon, I just point. Devon don't say nothing. My wife says, can't win if you don't play. That's what my wife says. So I've been trying to figure out for the last 10 years we in Atlanta if this is a trick. She said, you can't win if you don't play. I, every time I pass the billboard, I just point. Look at that. 200, 300, 400 million. It's that way all the time. But for some reason, when it jumps up by another 300, 400 million to kill you, everybody feels inclined. Oh, I got to play it now. When it was when it got above one billion, I was like, if they gave me that money for free, I wouldn't take it. Because I'm honest with myself, I know a billion dollars will kill me. Y'all looking like, let me try, Jesus, kill me, Lord, resurrect me from the dead. See, with wisdom, you know what you can handle and you know what you can't. And I can tell you right now, I can sit up here and I can sign documents, swear to the church, I will never do wrong. I will walk in the Spirit at all times. Man, y'all can have me signing legal documents, I will make vows unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. All that you give me a billion dollars, oh, it's going to be some trouble someplace. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Sad part is I probably would get in trouble more with the church than I with my personal life. Again, you all, it's not the stuff that you dream about; it's the stuff that enters your mind you haven't thought about because you still got ninety-nine percent of the money left over, and then the devil starts giving you ideas about buying a twenty-million yacht. I want to back sailing for Jesus. No, you're not. You're sailing for you. Jesus don't need no sailors. Let's start at verse 22 again. Though you offer me your burnt offerings and cereal offerings, I will not accept them. Neither will I look upon the peace or thank offerings of your fatted beasts. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I don't even want to hear the sorry songs y'all sing. For I will not listen to the melody of even what the instruments are playing. Why? He said, I need to see justice running down like waters and righteousness as a mighty and ever-flowing stream. Wow. He said, and because that's not there, your church services smell funny. I used to work with a guy. When we first moved to Atlanta, I had a job with a security company. And I was a young kid, too. He was young. Or I say kid. He wasn't a teenager. He was early 20s. And, um, and he liked me, he said, because you're one of the few Christians that don't smell. I said, dude, what you talking about, man? What's-? No, he said, you don't understand. He said, I don't share this with more people. He said, but I have a gift from God. And if a Christian is not living right, they smell wrong. He said, every Christian gives off a smell. And he said, if they're living in sin, he said, we ain't talking about some many mistakes. He said, if you're living in sin, he said, I can smell it across the room. I don't have to know your name. He said, I don't have to know who you are. He said, if I could if I, if I, if I just walk past you. And he said, if you're not living right, because every person gives off. Think about it. All of you all in a natural give off a smell. And then we use things to enhance that smell. Perfume, cologne, lotions, you know, potions, oils, soaps, you know. I mean, sometimes there's a smell that comes from you. Everything gets off the smell. There's a thing that comes from your detergent. Well, we don't. And so what happens is we don't understand. And, and watch this. How many of you? You can use too much perfume. You can use too much cologne. Okay. You can use too much detergent. Okay, some people they don't believe in what the deodorant, they try to put the perfume on top of the deodorant and it morphs into something that you're like, what is that? A new scent called King of the Alley or something? What in the world are you got on? And everything produces a smell. Why? Because things got to be mixed right. So if you if you're really into the word but you're not in the prayer, that produces an off smell because that's not mixed right. It's prayer and it's the word. I've had men tell me I'm in the word, but I'm not in the worship. Well, then guess what? Your word time smells funny. How many of you know if you don't put the ingredients together correctly, the cake don't come out right? Mm -hmm. Philippians 415. As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness because you're giving to the things of God causes a reward on the other side. He said, at the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me from Epaphroditus. They are a sweet smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. OK, so everything you do smells a particular way. How you treat yo? let me just stop. I don't need to go down no the path and anything like that. OK, so that's an amazing thing. Every church service and you know what and, and there are certain things that draw certain things okay prayer gives off a certain scent that's why the bible says your prayers are incense it's turned it and that word incense ain't talking about the little african stick that you see with the guys on the corner it means perfume when lisa was caught up to heaven she she that smell was driving her so crazy she turned to the angel and finally said what is that smell and the angel looked at her like she was crazy you don't know what that is They said, that's the prayers of the saints, dummy. They expect us to know our Bible, by the way. That's the one thing that confuses heaven is that we don't do the word. That is baffling to them. That God loves us. He died for us, but we won't live for him. And when we live for him, all he's going to do is give us perfect victory, blessings, and we're going to rule and reign with Christ for eternity. And so they can't understand the equation of that's what's available for you, but you won't do that. That's baffled to them. That's why they said, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is this dude? He don't do nothing. You say you love him so much. We messed up one time and there wasn't even no forgiveness. I'm not going to deal with touching. So I, I didn't write I didn't even write that example down because I knew if I went there, I was going to go way off field because you have a sense of spiritual touch. That's how I, that's why I can locate. I have two daughters right now. One is in Savannah. One is in Washington. I can touch them in the spirit and locate their well-being right now. OK, that's touch. So you have spiritual touch. There's also the reason why some of you sometimes experience uh, moments of lust is because somebody is reaching out, touching you. They really want to sleep with you. And when they're thinking about you that way, they actually have reached out and touched you. That's the reason why the Bible says if a man does that in his heart, he's already committed to sin because he reached out and touched you. So when a man does that or a woman does that and you meditate and sleep with somebody, it's the equivalent of having sex with them. It's a spiritual touch. And so you did. De- and that's why, how many, of you know, you deal with all type of strange feelings and and you wake up fine. And you go to bed crazy and you you know, you don't even know why you want to cry right now and. Sometimes you just bust out laughing and don't even know why, and, and it's because you have no understanding about the five spiritual senses. Watch this. You don't even have understanding about the five spiritual senses, let alone what they're feeding off of. So, you have five natural senses. So, you have, I'm the soul, the spirit, I'm sorry, so, I am a spirit. That's him over here to the right. He's connected to heaven. And the one that's connected to heaven has a set of eyes, has a set of ears, has a set of smelling, has a set of touching, has a set of um, uh, tasting. And and, and, and because it's connected to heaven, it's much more extreme. And then so I have a spirit or I am a spirit and I live. or I have a soul. The soul is the mind, will and emotions, the decision maker. The reason why you do what you do, why you feel what you feel, why you believe what you believe and, and, and you live in a physical body, which the Bible calls a slave. It was a slave. When Adam messed up, the slave became king. That's why you got to put it in check. He got a taste of freedom. And so now he wants to rule. He want to do what you want to do. He wants to do what he wants to do. OK, so this one is connected to planet Earth, where everything is based on common sense and reason. This one is connected to planet heaven where everything is based on nothing is impossible if you believe and the soul is in the middle and the reasoning and the decision and the feelings is in the middle being swayed by whichever one is the strongest. That's why I tell people you never have a problem living right. You have a problem feeding your soul. So here's the conclusion of the matter as we wrap this up, because, I mean, no, I, fi- I need to figure out what I need to be doing then in order to strengthen my spirit. You know, what? the worst thing in the world is for you to go to heaven and realize that you missed a ninety nine point nine percent of what heaven was trying to tell you. Because you keep thinking heaven is trying to tell you stuff that's deep. Heaven will tell you where to go get your air condition fixed on your vehicle. OK, some of you all remember that testimony, but it's been years since I've shared that. Got up, didn't have two nickels to hardly to run together. And I was going to go get my air condition fixed anyway. This is when we had this great big old, this is when gas was $4 a, gas a gallon in Atlanta. We had just moved down here. And I got that big old truck just sucking up gas, man, like a vacuum cleaner hooked up to a river. Oh, I'm sorry. And the air is out in Atlanta. And I woke up one morning and I said, I'm going to this air conditioned place right here. You know why? Because I looked it up. And it was the closest one to me. So when I looked it up, my eyes told me, well, we're going to feed you common sense. Common sense says, go to the one that's closest to you. After all, gas is $4. So when I did that, what I did was, I spent some time in prayer. Because I was in the spirit, I heard, don't go to that one, go to the one that's seven miles further from that one. I'm struggling. But I know that voice. I was in the spirit and I heard. My wife remembers that. So I went to the one that was farther away. I don't know what happened. The man took it in the back because both the air that one has a front air and the rear air. And both of them were out and the man took it back there in the back. And I was waiting for that bill. And the man came back, back uh, came back out front. Uh, and his eyes were big like he had seen an alien. He had me the key, sir, you are free to go. He said, I did. It. I said, how much do I owe you? He said, you don't owe me nothing. You are free to go. He just kept saying that you are free to go. I said, I don't owe you anything. I said, was it a problem? He said, oh, yeah, we fixed the free of charge. You are free to go. <laughs> See, so my body that was connected to the realm of death wanted to drain me of my finances by making me go to short distance. But my spirit was connected to another level of wisdom called truth. And they said, no, we know where to direct you to get it where you don't have to spend a dime. And so because we don't spend enough time in the spirit, we don't hear. And when you don't hear, you're left to what the body tells you. You're left to what your eyes feed you. You're left to what your ears hear. And you're left to what you touch and what you see and what you see on the Internet. You're left to that. And because it's based on facts, facts don't get you a lot of places. They just give you knowledge. That's what facts are. It's just knowledge about the current situation, and, and we we have been trained by religion that God is only interested in how long you spend time in the Word and praying in tongues. No, spending time in the Word and praying in tongues for the purpose of Him directing every inch of your life. Can you tell you how many times my wife will go to the store and she will need something. How many you know ladies? It's this one item you got to find, and you got to do a tour of all Atlanta at every mall just to find that one red belt. Not her. She don't spend all day at the mall. She'll get right up, and I'll tell her, you're going such, such, such. She said, nope. The Lord told me exactly which mall to go to and which store. Walk right in. There it is. He come right back home. Why? I was in the spirit, and I heard. I was in the natural, and I heard with my body. And the body's always going to feed you something that's death. All right, five more minutes. Conclusion of the matter. Galatians 5, 16 through 17. So this is what you need to start practicing. This is what you need to do. This is the revelation you need to have. So i say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Can't do that if you don't spend time with him. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. If you spent enough time with God. See, when we say spend enough time with God, you know, Devon and I talk about this. You know, about, we joke about this. About, you know, Devon is retired now. And so people ask him, well, what are you doing all day? Why? You know, I spend time in prayer, and and you don't even want to tell people how much time you spend in time in prayer. Because if you tell people you spend two hours in prayer, oh, God, oh, he's a heavyweight, oh, Jesus. You tell them you spend eight hours a day in prayer for 12 months, they look at you like this fool is sitting up here lying. Why would you do something like that? Now, they can sit up all day long and watch sports for eight hours. You can go to Disneyland and walk around in the hot sun for eight to ten hours, ladies. You can go to the mall. Ladies got a supernatural grace, man. For I just walk the mall. I get tired. Just oh, Jesus, men don't have no grace for the mall. Women can walk around there with heels on, carrying five bags. Then they come home. I need you to help me carry this loaf of bread in the house. I'm just so weak. <laughs> it's hilarious. so so what we do is we spend all of our time feeding the earth man the body and all the time you i learned a valuable lesson one time i was watching tv and what i what i was watching was completely clean oh no i know what i was doing i was flipping through the channels i have never done that i'm a i don't really watch a lot so if i do watch it i'll sit down some food and i just flip through the channels and i was just flipping there's no lie i started around maybe around nine o'clock ten o'clock i was still flipping 10 30 i was still flipping 11 i was still flipping 12 o'clock i was still flipping this is the deep part the lord will have you let you have extra experiences to show you stuff i'm sitting there flipping and i can't figure out why i can't turn the television on at about 1:30 in the morning, I got so frustrated I just turned the television off through the remote control. And the Lord started speaking to me. He said, "Even though what you were watching wasn't a sin, you were feeding your flesh. And the flesh only wants you to do what's going to mess you up. Your flesh wants you to wake up tired. The flesh doesn't want you to get rest. That's why I don't none of us want to never go to bed. I know I don't ever want to go to bed. My kids are already starting. To, I tell you how many times I got up at two o'clock in the morning." Is this somebody downstairs? The device didn't go off in the front. My kids downstairs having a family meeting. What are y'all mean about? It? Y'all the new mafia or something? They're down there playing Scrabble and if y'all don't get y'all behind the bed, don't want to go to bed. Why? The body does not want you to get rest, it wants to stay up. Okay? God, your watch says, the spirit wants you to get rest. Would you like to know one of the reasons why? So the Lord can speak to you in dreams. I can go so many different ways. Okay, so what was I talking about? Um, I was talking about something. Oh, yeah, so the Lord said, you start flipping through the channels at 10 o'clock, and because even though it's not a sin, it doesn't feed the spirit, it feeds the flesh. He says, so the longer you watched it, the spirit got weaker and the flesh got stronger. That's why at 11, it was more difficult for you to turn it off, because you actually empowered the body to keep doing what was killing you so he said at eleven thirty, your body is even stronger that's why you couldn't turn it off at 12 o'clock your body's even stronger finally you just got so frustrated you just slammed it off so you got to give God time y'all most of the stuff that we do ain't gonna mean a hill of beans when you stand before God it's not gonna be a hill of beans. and then you got to step into eternity based on how you use your time the one thing you cannot get more of and we when I say we waste time we ask yourself, you up for 16, 20 hours a day. What did you do today? Mm, mm, mm. Now, my day was tight today. I kept it 100. Anyway, the sinful neighbor, the sinful neighbor, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. The spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Hebrews 5, 14, strong meat belongeth to them that are a full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So in other words, when it comes to your spiritual senses, you're going to have to start exercising them so that they can get strong so you can discern what is right what is wrong, what is good, and what is evil. And, and the category I'm talking about, we need to talking about sin, that's a that's no-brainer. We're talking about, should you buy this house or not? I know a pastor right now. His eyes told him the house, it looked good. It was in a perfect neighborhood. It was exactly what he wanted. <laughs> okay, great price. So his eyes and ears were telling him everything he wanted to hear. But his spirit, man, was funny. He didn't feel right. Why? He wasn't quite in the spirit, but he was spiritual enough where it's trying to get his attention. Long story short, bought the house. After getting into the house, foundation cracked. Yeah, people in the real estate know what that means. Oh, that's not one you can get out of. Colossians 3, 1-3. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, That's what, not what's on television. Think about the things on heaven, not what your next date is going to be. Think about the things of heaven, not how you're going to get your bills paid, not the things of earth, for you died to this life, and your real life is in with Christ in God. And most people are living uh, a fake life. People not in the cities they're supposed to be on, jobs they're supposed to be on, they're not with the people they're supposed to be with. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Living a fake life because you ain't in the spirit and because you're not in the spirit, you didn't hear. Matthew 6, And these are strong points. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. It would seem to me that if you're seeking the kingdom of God above all else, you maybe are supposed to spend more time doing that than anything else. And live righteously so that's two separate things you can live right but not be seeking the kingdom and you can be seeking the kingdom and not living right and then look at that last promise if you do those two things i will give you what so if you don't have everything you need it's in those two categories you might be a christian but you're not seeking the god seeking the kingdom of god the way you're supposed to you're giving all your time to television social media hanging out gym just nothing sitting around doing absolutely nothing I beseech, and we're going to talk about all of this stuff. It's going to take us the next 14 months for me to teach what the Lord wants to be taught. Oh, Jesus. But get ready. Romans 12 two, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your body, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, God says, I've, when I look at your life, can I tell that you're actually sacrificing every area of your life for the kingdom of God? Mm. And he said, and if I can, that's just what you're supposed to do. That's, you don't even get special kudos for that. Now, you get a reward for it, but like, that's just your reasonable service. You living right and living for God in every single area. That's just reasonable. You got to get into other stuff before you impress us. Mm, mm, mm. And be not, on top of this. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove whether it's a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Watch this. Where you are right now, the only way for you to prove if that's God's will for you is to get in the spirit to see if you can hear something different. You have to renew your mind. Right now, our our mind is renewed based on facts and television and social media, whatever else that you do, your job, all of that. That's how your mind is renewed, okay? And it says, don't be conformed to this world. And that's what he means. It means don't, that word "conform" means don't be a copycat. It actually means the word fashion. You know, most ladies don't really sew today, OK? But they used to sew, or my mom sewed. And she would take a pattern, and she'd go to the sewing machine, and then she would go to work. And she was done with what she was working on. It looked just like what was on the pattern. So God says, when I visit your household, um, why are you talking like the world? Why are you walking like the world? Why are you acting like the world? Why are you making decisions like the world? Why are you doing business like the world? Because you conform to the world. They ain't conform to you, though. People crack me up. Well, I'm just hanging out with them to be a light. They ain't hanging out with you to expose the darkness. They ain't hanging around the church every once in a while. Yeah, I'm just trying to persuade them to come out. They ain't doing that. You just want to go to the club. Just say you want to go to the club. Never mind. Let me just keep on going. It's time for us to shut this down because I'm way over time. It's 830. Second Timothy 2. We just gonna read these. 215 through 16, study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God, approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed. Is there any area of your life where if Jesus showed up, you would be ashamed? And that particular particularity, some of us need to change our whole life. Correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. But avoid all empty, vain, useless, and idle talk. That's called social media. For it will lead people into more and more foolishness. So the King James says, it says foolishness, I think. It says study to show yourself approved under God. In other words, um, we're not going to tell you this stuff. You got to get in there. See, some people want God to tell them stuff that they're supposed to study. Everybody's looking for shortcuts. Joshua 1.8. It's the last scripture for the evening folk. Study this book of instruction continually. Not every once in a while. Don't put a Bible in your back window to show everybody you go to church. Don't study this book by reading the psalm on your way out the door so you can feel like you've done your spiritual penance for the day. It says study this book of instruction continually. It didn't say read it. It didn't say, none of this is wrong. It didn't say put it on an audio book and listen to it. It said study it. When you study something, you don't just read it. When you study something, you analyze it. You look up what the word means. See, this is the reason why people are not getting, never mind. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. Yes, because it's going to take all of that for you to be sure that you're obeying everything in it. Only then and only then will you prosper and succeed in what? The kingdom of God wants you to succeed in all. If you just took the time you gave to the world and gave it to the kingdom, your success will be on an entirely different level. So you got a lot of stuff and you got a lot of voices out there vying for your attention. Your, your, Your natural eyes tell you to look at this. Spiritual eyes say, no, look at this. Your natural ears tell you, listen to this. Spiritual ears say, no, listen to this. Hey, Your natural touch says, fool with this over here. Okay. Spiritual touch says, no, leave that alone. Fool with this over here. Here's the crazy part. Whatever, no, I like what old Udipo says. He said, no one will ever regret being totally sold out to God. You won't. You won't. So the sad part is you can't get away from it, folks. Christians, you know, not A's. That's the biggest thing in the Christian community. Everybody just frustrated. Where is God at? Where is his power? Where is his promises? Where is my husband? Where is my kids? Where is my this? Where is Bay? Yeah, where is You know, where is Boaz? Where is my money? Where is my car? And guess what? They in heaven saying, where is my people that will seek me? Where are those that will live right? Where are those that are stopped trying to blend in with the world to be a standard for the kingdom where are those that are studied and meditate the word day and night where are those that are fast and pray where are those that are give and tithe where are those that are just served faithfully at the church they go to where are those that have even go to church so while you down here asking questions they up there asking questions I'm pretty sure that their questions though are valid would you agree y'all but seriously you know it's People look at what my wife and I know and all that type of stuff. It didn't come because we were sitting around in Bunny rabbit has watching TV all day. You it know, it's a price that you have to pay for power. It's a price that you pay for prosperity. It's a price that you pay. Because let me tell you something. When God tells you something, you don't have to take it to the bank. You can take it any place. That's the question. What have you not heard? It's possible that many of you, even at this church, the life that you are living is a total separate life than what God had intended for you and the reason why you live in that life is because your eyes and your ears and your reasoning and your feeling told you well I'll go in this arena because I can sing I'll go in this career because I seem to be good with numbers hey and that's what I thought but once I got in the spirit Lord said leave the job that you have been at for nine years but Lord if I stay one more year I'll be vested for somebody my knees, that means if I stay one more year it's guaranteed money if I leave I didn't ask you nothing about no vested I told you to leave now so your mind okay is, is, is now being fed by the eyes and the ears and the feelings, that don't make no sense all I gotta do is just stay one more year, Hey, just one more year Lord, you know I've been here for nine years, how come I gotta leave and don't go to Bible school, all that type of stuff, okay, you are gonna listen to that set up. Feelings or you're going to listen to the other side? Okay. So a lot of those men don't even work there anymore. I would have been miserable. You know, it was a city job too. Great benefits. Great pay. Shoot. I was making 45, dollars $48,000 a year. And that was in 1987. That's pretty good. That's pretty good money today. That's too bad. Back then, that was some serious money. That was more like 70 dollars $80,000. Leave. Okay. Well, for those that can't leave. Then, all right, well, you go ahead and live your life. And the problem is, when you start living your life, the only instructions that come from heaven are the instructions of mercy so that you don't kill yourself. Because, yeah, I was in the spirit and I heard, but I was also on the right spiritual road. Because they're not going to give you instructions to go down a road that they never created for you. And so you got to come to the place, folk, where you want to be a part of that few that Jesus was talking about, where you are willing to sell out no matter the cost, no matter the embarrassment, no matter the what. I am willing to sell out because when it's all said and done, and it's my last statement for real, when it's all said and done, those that did it right will still wish they could do it again. And I got that from that book, The Final Quest. The men who did do it right said, yeah, we did it right. But we still wish we could go back and do it a hundred percent better than what we did because it was waiting for you on the other side. You can live your life and lose your real one. or you can gain your real life on this side and the other because when eternity starts, you can't change a doggone thing. Let's go ahead and stand. We got some good stuff y'all. For all of these years, I would have thought that love and humility would be the most boring subject. Absolutely not. It is the most exciting subject. You just had people that weren't walking in love teaching it. If you teach on something that you're not walking in, it's going to be boring. It won't have any impartation. It won't have any revelation. Things that the Lord has given us, y'all. So I hope y'all plan. How many of y'all plan on going higher next year? I know it's not here yet. like, no, skip next year. I need to go higher now. Yes. Nobody regrets being totally sold out to God. So lift us our hands so we can let you get up out of here. That was just a straight Bible study lesson on tonight, And I recognize everybody. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, O Lord God, for this. Help us, O Lord God, to sacrifice and to set aside. For there are many things that are trying to grab our attention in these last days. Yet you chose us to be here because we could ignore those things. Thank you, O Lord God, for creating new opportunities for us, O Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that it is never too late to get it right. Help us to divorce this world and be the standard that you have called us to be, sons and daughters, so that you can do great and many, many great and wonderful exploits through us. Pray that you would fill us with the knowledge of your will. Give unto them spiritual and supernatural strength, O Lord God, so that they can do your will. I thank you, O Lord God, that you are raising up a generation of people that will be more blessed, O Lord God, than the word itself. I thank you that we will have a peace and an authority in these last days. Because, O Lord God, when you find a people that are willing to sacrifice anything, heaven will hold back nothing. I thank you, O Lord God, for you said that the entire kingdom of God is on the inside of us. Yet it has not manifested because we have not been totally dedicated to the kingdom of God. Many of us have put everything else first except for you. The one that gave us life. The one, O Lord God, that rebirthed us. The one that is creating a system for eternity for us forever. So we ask, O Lord God, that you would empower us to live for you in these last days. And I thank you, O Lord God, that the few that will will be an entire nation all to themselves. And I thank you, Lord God, that heaven in these last days will withhold nothing from us. We will walk in love, we will walk in humility, we will sacrifice everything for the kingdom of God. And because of it, the kingdom of God will sacrifice everything for us. So we thank you and we bless you, honor you, O Lord God. Thank you, O Father God, for your goodness and your mercy. Just worship the Lord just for a moment and thank him. Ask him to help you turn things around. If you wanna see heaven help you, make a decision to turn around. They'll help you faster than you can blink. Thank you, O Lord God, for turning things around, helping us get on the right track. For you love us so much, O Lord God, that if a person is on the wrong track for 70 years and decide to get on the wrong right road, thank you, O Lord God, that all of heaven will back them up. So I thank you, O Lord God, for doing this in our lives. Thank you, Lord God, for what you are creating in this midst. And we ask that you will constantly show us and chastise us and rebuke us and adjust us so that we, O Lord God, can produce a smell that is the greatest smell that heaven has ever smelled coming out of planet earth. A perfume and an incense, O Lord God, that is pleasing unto your nostrils as you said in the Old Testament. Thank you, O Lord God, for opening up our eyes for dominion in these last days. Keep us safe as we leave this place. Those that have already given, those that are given on the night. Thank you that their seed is blessed. Thank you, O Lord God, that you are opening up new wisdom and revelation and treasures. No matter what situation that we are in, you can get us out yesterday, even though it is already past. Thank you, O Lord God, for a new level of wisdom that bypasses time, that bypasses sense that bypasses the natural, that bypasses everything. For the wisdom of God that the five senses are connected to bypass the present, bypass the past, and they bypass the future. So I thank you, O Lord God, that it's not too late. Thank you, O Lord God, that too much time is not gone by. Thank you, O Father God, that you can deliver anything to our hands and our households. So we believe you for that. Thank you, O Lord God, for turning our situations around, for those that commit we bless and honor you thank you oh Lord God just lift your hands thank God for that right now Father we bless and honor your holy name glory and honor be unto You. we thank you O Lord God for doing these things we seal it right now in the mighty name of Jesus and by his blood we pray all in agreement with that said amen amen glory to God hallelujah all right go ahead and give somebody a hug I'll send you all a text if we're gonna meet here early at eight forty-five. but I'm pretty sure that we are hallelujah be blessed